is Scott Richmond, the director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day fighting anti-Semitism and hate, and this show brings that to you from the WVOX studios in New York. And the battle against anti-Semitism and hate fighting extremists is a key component. ADL Center on Extremism uses many tools to wage this battle, including hitting extremists where it hurts, in the wallet. That is, finding a way to go after funding sources is critical. One such funding source is crowdfunding. ADL has just released a report on crowdfunding and how extremists use this as a way to fund their misdeeds. Here to explain the details of the report is its author, Mark Dwyer. He is an extreme funding investigator in ADL's Center on Extremism. Welcome, Mark, to From the Frontlines. Hi, Scott. Thanks for having me. So I am so intrigued by your title. Before we discuss the details of the crowdfunding report, tell us what an extreme funding investigator does. So an extremist funding investigator at the Center on Extremism is, like you said, addresses anything and everything funding when it comes to extremism. So we're looking at um, how extremists are soliciting donations and um, contributions and what they're soliciting it for. And then we also look at um, business operations run by extremists, and we are very interested, in, of course, in um, what they're doing with these funds. Once, um, once they receive them, are they um, turning them around to uh, enrich themselves, or are they using that to using these funds to push their message? So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of different aspects to this work. It's a it's a wide ranging um, discipline, but it's really exciting, and I'm very happy to be doing it. All right, let's get to the report. What is your top-line takeaway from the crowdfunding report? I, I'd say the top-line takeaway is this is probably the heyday of extremist financing. Um, in our research across 10 different uh, crowdfunding platforms, we found more than 324 crowdfunding campaigns being operated by extremists, anti-Semites, or bigots, and they've collectively raised more than $6.2 million. Wow. Uh, a great deal of money. You know, let's take a step back and uh, describe what crowdfunding is for those listening and, and may not know. Crowdfunding is the process of collecting a large number of small donations, generally via the Internet, on a platform like GoFundMe or GiveSendGo. Um, campaign operators can create a campaign on any of these platforms, and the campaign is generally um, founded in a cause or a charity. Um, from there, users can seamlessly donate and uh, donate to said cause or charity directly from the website via credit card. Um, more specifically, we uh, investigated donation-driven crowdfunding, so there's no explicit quid pro quo. The donors and all of these crowdfunds are driven to give explicitly because they support the premise of the crowdfund campaign itself. What's a good example of a way that an extremist such as the Proud Boys or the Goyim Defense League has used crowdfunding. Uh, we've had shows on both of those, so they're they're kind of on my mind. Yeah, sure. So um, the Proud Boys, the Proud Boys uh, crowdfunds are especially concerning. They um, have history of raising funds for direct actions to to go to rallies and to go to on the ground events. And there is a history of violence with uh, events involving the Proud Boys. And the crowdfunding campaigns reflect this. Um, I specifically recall. Uh, one crowdfunding campaign where you can leave comments with your donations, and um, these comments were uh, not so much encouraging violence, but um, there was an implicit uh, there was an implicit call to violence. So, um, in the lead up to a Stop the Steal rally in 2022, um, excuse me, 2020, 
the proud the Proud Boys ran several crowdfunding campaigns to travel from across the country to Washington D.C. for this rally, and um, that rally actually ended in violence. Uh, four Proud Boys surrounded a counter protester, and there ended up being a scuffle, and um, some people were stabbed. Um, and they crowdfunded their way to this event. So um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's all over the place. And the Goyim Defense League. Yeah, yeah, sure. So the Goyim Defense League has taken a crowdfunding before. I recall a specific example um, where they were crowdfunding for one of their Name the Nose tours. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but they essentially um, go on tours around the country in a rental van or a rental truck, and they actively uh, intimidate and harass Jews just on the street in public life. Um, throughout these tours, they live stream to their supporters. Uh, they live stream their antics, and they also distribute flyers, and they spread their messages, and they ultimately they monetize from these actions but um in one particular crowdfund they raised four hundred dollars to travel across the country now there's nothing illegal about crowdfunding even if there are people who say bad things what can we do with this information now that we know that this is a source of funding for extremists well it's not illegal these platforms have response they, they should act responsibly when it comes to um platforming extremism and hate um, they are, they're totally within their right to create, um, anti-extreme, anti-extremism, uh, policies on their website and prohibit this type of activity. Um, so now that we know this information, I think people on the ground, you should share this in your social circles and with your colleagues. Um, I think this is, this puts a significant number on the extremism problem we have in America. Um, and I think that we should, Increase, we should have more of a national conversation about the complicity of these platforms and um, enabling extremism and amplifying extremism in this country. What are some of the crowdfunding platforms that extremists most frequently use? So we surveyed 10 different crowdfunding platforms in this report, um, some of which are now defunct, but by far the top two are Give, Send, Go and GoFundMe. Um, of the $6.2 million that we discovered in our survey, um, Give, Send, Go enabled about 86% of that. So $5.4 million went to that platform. Um, GoFundMe was a distant second with several hundred thousand dollars. And what are the policies on those platforms? I mean, you spoke before about the need for, for policies, basically self-regulation, just like social media. On, on these, uh, these platforms that you've discovered, what are their policies and, and what would you like them to be? Currently, their policies focus on um, general their general boilerplate anti hate and anti bigotry policies. Um, they aren't uh, they aren't comprehensive and they aren't touching everything. So we would hope that these platforms would create comprehensive anti extremism policies to explicitly address extremism and extremist crowdfunding. And are we in contact with these crowdfunding companies to uh, to try and press them to do this? Yes, yes, we have been in contact with GoFundMe about some concerning anti-Semitic, black, Hebrew, Israelite content on their platform, and we are in talks with them. We're coming close to the end of the show, but I want to hear a little bit more about you and your day-to-day -day work. Um, tell me just a, a, a little bit briefly about the, the work that you do more broadly beyond the crowdfunding report. So crowdfunding is really interesting, but there's a lot of different ways to uh, leverage ideas to make money, especially on the Internet. Um, we're always especially interested in areas like cryptocurrency and um, peer to peer and other peer to peer technologies. We're always looking at um, how extremists are leveraging merchandising on platforms like Amazon. 
and um, we're always looking for any way to cut off uh, any revenue streams going to extremist causes. Like I said, it's a very wide-ranging um, discipline, and um, it can get very, uh, very creative with how people are monetizing their hate. And one last question. How does one become an extremist funding investigator? Is there something in your background that made it clear that this would be what you would become? For me, it was an intense interest in extremism itself from an academic standpoint. I felt that there was a, uh, a problem to be addressed, and I really wanted to make an impact. I found ADL to be a good place to do that. Many thanks, Mark, for this extremely important report and for the work you do every day going after the funding of extremists. And, uh, and thanks for being on today's show. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for having me. And, of course, a big thank you to the listeners who tuned in to From the Frontlines, either live on WVOX 1460 AM or as a podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on Spotify to ensure that you do not miss a show. Just search for From the Frontlines. And please engage in these important conversations throughout the week by following me on Facebook and Twitter. My handle is at Scott A. Richmond, and our hashtag is Fighting Hate for Good.